If you're looking for character, space, and mood, the Juliana Deluxe Chorus Vibrato and the Mako D1 Series High Fidelity Echo Machine from Walrus Audio are for you. I'm Dweezil Zappa. On my own musical journey, I've had two mentors. One of them was my dad, and the other was Edward Van Halen. The impact Edward Van Halen made on music is enormous, and I find it fascinating to learn how top guitarists were affected and influenced by his playing. Every episode in this series will reveal something different about Van Halen's music. I'll be taking you on a song-by-song discovery of the nuances in the music that literally change people's lives. Put on your shoes. It's time to start running. So let's move on to the next song on Women and Children First. It's Everybody Wants Some. Now, this is anthemic. The whole idea of this is you hear about it, you hear the name of it, and you're already ready for what, what it's going to bring. I was in. It was party time. But it's so unexpected as to what it is. I mean, let's listen to it start off. That's some loincloth rock right there. So it's a tribal beat. It's almost like what you might hear again in a cartoon. Like, <laughs> oh, the- there's uh, smoke signals right, coming exactly. from... Or what's the ride at Disneyland when you get you get in the boat and it takes you down the Amazon there? What is that? The, like yeah, that, well, it-, it makes sense. So, <laughs> so you got this like jungle rhythm and you got Dave making jungle type sounds and... Right away, this is not at all similar to any other Van Halen song. And honestly, even the guitar, like I had to that point, I had never heard anybody that experimental, meaning like, you know, scraping the back of the tremolo springs. And I, I just never, I honestly just would never think to do that. You know, it'd be like, I just never thought, you know, clearly when when he looks at a guitar, he just sees something a little different than we do because I would never think to, you know, just come up with all these noises and scrapes and it's like, what? You know, it's like... But sometimes to... noises and scrapes are integral parts of the song. Yeah, so but that's... that's that's like trying to chew a football, though. When you think yeah, about but it. I'm saying that but that's what's cool is that that he's found a way to make noise actually the riff i get it. that my point but like for example like like to me it's like okay you get down to the first fret then you you hit the guitar nut and then you're done but no he's sitting there like above the strings like to him there was no that you know he refused to to heed the warning that we were done at the at the guitar nut he's like scraping things like that's my point uh, up to that point i had never seen anybody do that just like for example i know you did the 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 episode with steve vai what i thought was great 
about Steve's playing is like the, the way he like he made that guitar talk with a wah pedal like you know like <laughs> I would never think to do that and I always really appreciated that that was something that influenced me as well so I'm just noticing when you take a lot of these really um, guitar players that are very influential they clearly think outside the box and I think this is this song is a good you know. Like I'm looking at the, your dad's guitar. He stuck a telly pickup in there. He did not care. You know, and I'm like, I would never think in a Les Paul in the middle of the in, guitar. In the middle of the guitar. I just in my craziest days would never think, yeah, man, you know what my Les Paul needs right now? Telly pickup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But you met Ed before. We had one experience together with Ed. But let's that's, talk that's about a good one. the the one where you met him and it was a total surprise. All right, and this and that, this also should be filed into the most rock star thing I've ever had anyone do to me, and it was cool. Uh, and so the story goes accordingly. I don't remember exactly what year it was, but at some point, I I think I was playing, and I think like I was doing like a Poison record at the time, but I can't remember to be totally honest with you. But somehow I got invited to one of these like TJ Martell like celebrity golf charity things and you and, don't really golf no i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> no it's it's not good <laughs> me and golf you've you've seen me golf <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't end well for anybody involved in that scenario but i show up to this thing and i i, I was kind of late i i wasn't really i just kind of showed up towards the end everybody's at the golf like at the at the the what's the 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 bar at the 18th hole yeah yeah basically like the 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 clubhouse type thing yeah. and so i go there i had known a couple knew, knew a couple different people i wanted to kind of run into and i did and then from across the room i see i see edward van halen and he's like making a beeline towards me i'm like what is going on and he like literally he goes hey blues what's up and i'm like well what like i'm like i because you had never met him at no i had never met him and i as far as i was concerned i'm like this guy doesn't even know i exist and he was so engaging like when he when he would talk to you, he was completely focused. Like he, you know, he looked at me and I'm like, this guy has heard me play. Like he just was so warm and like inviting. Like I was forgot to be nervous about the situation because he was just kind of so genuine by nature, you know, and he's come to, Hey blues, what's happening? He goes, I didn't know you golf. And of course I was like, Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? And, uh, and he says, oh, we got to golf. You know, as a matter of fact, call me tomorrow and I'm going to take you golfing. And I'm like, that's at, you know how sometimes somebody can say something in life and it just sounds like the best idea you've ever heard? <laughs> well, that was one of them, you know? So uh, I'm like, absolutely, we got to go golfing. And I was not about to tell him that I was, you know, horrific golfer so it, it, he literally like looks around and he i think he goes over to one of the tables or to the bar and he grabs like a matchbook cover and he writes and it said evh you know and he writes his uh phone number down and he hands me he goes all right listen call me tomorrow and i'll take you golfing and then he like everybody was trying to you know get m moments with him and so then he just went off to the, to the next thing and i literally at that point i looked down at that matchbook cover and i just turned around <laughs> and walked out because i knew we had peaked we were done so the next morning rolls around i'm like you know 11 59 12 o'clock all right time to call him so i dial the number on the, the 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 matchbook cover there and the phone's ringing for a minute and i'm like oh i mean <laughs> i don't know if this is gonna work and all of a sudden Someone picks up the phone. Hello, hello, you know, and you could kind of tell that they were kind of in the middle of something or they were kind of preoccupied. Hey, yeah, I'm like, yeah, hello. And like, who's this? I'm like, it's blues. And he's like, and it takes him a second. He's like, 
oh, yeah, hey, uh, we got to go golfing. I'm going to call you back. And he hangs up the phone. And I'm like, that is amazing. Because <laughs> I realized at that point in time, he didn't have my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally didn't have any way to call me back. And I was like, didn't call him back. <laughs> so you didn't call him back and you never ended up going golfing. Never. Because I was, I was, it took me a minute. Like I was so hyped that I had just gotten off the phone with him. Like this wasn't like, it was, I was just kind of like out of sorts a little bit. And when he's like, all right, I'll call you right back. And hung up the phone. Like how rock and roll is that? That you're so in the moment that you don't even, you don't have the guy's <laughs> phone number. You don't even care, you know? And I didn't call him back because I just wanted to leave it on a high note. Like I was, I was done. So that was my, that was the first time that I like met him. And that was my story. Uh, and the crazy part is when he came over to your house, he didn't say anything <laughs> about it. No recollection of, you never call, call me, me back. back. Yeah, we were, we were playing some music and it was, I think it was probably late afternoon or something and the phone rings and it turns out that it's ed calling and so i start talking to him and i i look over at you and and i i tell ed you know hold on one second i said hey blues do you want ed to come over and play the new record he just finished <laughs> i was kind of like i thought you were goofing around so like <laughs> i'm like uh yeah you know like i didn't even it didn't even really quite register. I'm like, one, this isn't happening. And two, why would you even ever ask me that? Like, Do you even need to ask? Would you like a couple million dollars for free? <laughs> why, no, good sir, I would not. I've got What's them. the catch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, tax-free? No, sir, yeah. I will pass. Uh, so Ed had just finished up, I guess he just got a test pressing of the Balance album. So he said, yeah, I have it. You guys want to hear it? And he brought it over, and we listened to it in his car in the driveway. That's right. Because I remember something about he had bought the car, and he says, I bought the car because something about the stereo system. Wasn't that like this mega? I mean, this wasn't your normal stereo system. This was not stock. Can we no, agree on that? This was this was the loudest stereo system in the world. On the planet. Like, <laughs> this is literally, and this is coming from, like, when I say loud, like, I like to play sometimes so loud that you can't really hear the drums. You just have to look at the hi-hat to see where you are to find the one, right? So yet as the story <laughs> unfolds, literally, because you got in the front seat and you were sitting yeah. with him and I'm sitting in the back, right? And he played that record and he was so into it. Like, can we just take a minute? And like, it was, can you imagine this experience? You're talking about a guy that was so like genuinely excited about this and he just wanted to share it with us. Like it wasn't, he didn't just give us the verse and the chorus. No, we got the whole record. From yeah. But it also came with him being excited about the drum sound in particular. Yeah. I remember that was a big one. Cause he was always like, you know, he was, he was so proud of his brother it was crazy. Like you could just tell, like, you know, like when someone just does an action that you do, you know, there's, you could just tell he was like oozing with like, he was so hyped on, like he loved the drum sound that his brother got and like all that stuff. And when we say loud, so let me paint you a picture. I'm in the back seat of that car with my kind of like ear pressed up, one ear is pressed up against the glass because, and then the other ear, I'm kind of like crunching down and trying to put my 
finger in it so I can retain any semblance of hearing that I have left because it was the volume was it was it rivaled that first concert I saw with those guys. <laughs> like it was the best ever. And I just remember this because literally he played it the whole thing down. It was amazing. And then yeah, he was listening like, to the whole thing. And he was commenting on it. He's like, oh, you can check this part out. Like it was. And he was right. That part was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was a good experience. That was definitely unique. It's not something that I would ever forget. And it's not something that is a normal occurrence in most people's life, really, to have one of their musical heroes say, hey, I just finished a new record. You want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe to say we were both pretty grateful for that. You know, I don't think he even realized how much he was kind of doing for us in that time. Just like, I remember we walked out there, we were looking at each other like, yeah, that happened. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, that guy plays those cymbals because those things were <laughs> loud. But really, I mean, if you listen to the balance record, one of the biggest standout features is the whole sound of the drum kit. I mean, yeah. it, it's a great sounding record. Running with the Dweezil is found exclusively at DweezilZappa.com, a reward music powered artist site.